Welcome to the Strap It Down White Sox Baseball Podcast. It's June 29th. This is Suds. I'm here with the Schwab. I'm here with JT. We got another special guest tonight, Nick Sr. Hello, gentlemen. What's going on? Nick Sr. in the house. Yes, sir. Second appearance on Strap It Down Podcast. We're happy to have you. Thank you. We went through the formalities last year, so we don't need to do that again. I'm going to jump into, since the last time we spoke, if you guys listened, we were recording during the Thursday night Dodgers game, and we got a couple text messages how we jinxed the White Sox, Schwabby. It, it's bad when they get Moshe. The Moshe isn't even here. <laughs> I think we were up, while we were recording, we were up 4 nothing with four solo bombs, and we ended up losing that game 5-4. to four. Since that game, we had, I, I guess counting that game, looking at the list here, we had 14 games played. And we went six and eight in the last two weeks. Sounds about White Sox-ish. All things considered, it was a pretty tough schedule. We had the Dodgers for that one game on the road in Seattle, Texas, second best team in the AL at home, Boston at a home. Hot, hot Boston team. It was a hot Boston team. Very true, JT. Took the series from them. Then we go on the road to LA, fake LA, Anaheim, for the split, which was massive to, to take the last two. I, I got to say, I, I did not see that company. Now we land four and a half games back, which I think since the inception of this year's podcast, that's the closest we've been aside from the episode a couple weeks back with Jim Elvedi. Schwabi, how you I feeling? Mean, All right, JT, you want to kick us off? What a joke that we're four and a half games back. That's all I had to say, Schwabi. You can, you can go for it, but what a joke. I feel like... Uh... We've been in a perpetual state of like four and a half games at our best. We we I think we got down to two a couple of years ago, um, but we've never really cracked through. But it's the Sox. I mean, they are really good at staying close enough in a bad division that it's interesting and nowhere near good enough to uh, run away with such a horrendous, horrendous, horrendous decision, uh, division. Well, it's look like no Jerry's further quote th- from the Last Dance. It looked no further than the Royals and uh, Guardians today. I think the uh, Royals put two up in the ninth, and then uh, Ramirez stole home plate in the tenth, and the in the Kansas City had a walk off in the in the tenth. So that division stinks. That's the AL Central for you. Great point, senior Jose Ramirez, straight steal of home, top of ten. He's straight geez. straight steal. His slide was unbelievable, and they lost. And they lost. <laughs> Which was huge, by the way, because there was a point in time I was actually watching. I had, you know, working, but I had the game around on the, yeah, in the background, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. One of those things. But there was a point in time where the Royals were down in the 10th by one, and we were down 4-1 to one today, and the Sox crawled their way back, which, I mean, they... I mean, we have to admit, I know we don't want to give the White Sox a lot of credit, but they showed some heart the last two games. What do you think, JT? I mean... 
We haven't seen that all year from them. We've whenever our pitchers pitch bad, it's like we are never in the game. So it's nice to see our offense win a few games when the the guy on the mound clearly doesn't have it. Um, I wish they would do it more often and do it more consistently. Consistently, we'll see if they can do that in the second half. But I think the the ball was bouncing right in that six run inning. There were there were a lot of bloops and I mean, soft ground balls that made it through, and that's what you need to win. Honestly, is Zach Remyard our savior? Is our, he the Dark Knight? Our Dark Knight. He's I got guess. heart more than uh, T.A. <laughs> you guys know why I call him the Dark Knight. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. That's why I said it. Because <laughs> he, he's spent the last 10 years in Charlotte, the Charlotte Knights. He's our Dark Knight, our savior. We finally get a guy that comes up from AAA and plays well. I mean, how many guys have we gone through in the last two years? Like, we needed that one guy to be decent and we finally have a second baseman i think well again we figured it out we just wait until the guy's 29 and then we call him up to <laughs> he's properly developed by age 29 so gremillard 29 years old i senior we were talking about this before the podcast he reminds me of a young danny mendick what do you guys think about that comparison absolutely he's basically danny <laughs> Com- comparing a 29 year old yes, to a young danny anything Mendick. i think is funny <laughs> Except he can play the outfield as well. Yeah. Remillard, uh, all jokes aside, the guy's been unbelievable in the last two weeks. His first game, Benetti talked about it today. His first game, he's the first player ever to have two, I, I think it was go-ahead hits in the ninth inning or later in his debut. That was unbelievable. Tying hit and go-ahead. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Ninth inning and later. Zach Remillard, our dark knight. Welcome to the south side. Nick Senior, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. We're four and a half back, but the problem right now is we're chasing We're chasing actually three. I, I'm not going to count Detroit, because if we finish behind Detroit this year, then this podcast might be canceled going forward. So four and a half behind Minnesota and Cleveland. Who are you more worried about, the Twinkies or the Guardians? I'm, I'm always more worried about the Guardians just because their pitching staff is normally a little better. I You know, I don't think that the, the Twinkies, they have some good players, but they also have guys that are always hurt, right? Buxton's hurt all the time. Correa's hurt all the time. Polanco. Polanco's hurt all the time. So, you know, I have to defer to Schwabby. I just read, but I don't know that teams were playing in September, but I heard we have the weakest schedule out of anybody in September. So, I mean, if we're four and a half going into September, we still got a shot. Yeah, if I, we're I, four and a half going back into September, I'm gonna fucking shoot myself. Well, in a good way or a bad way? I mean, in a bad way. If I have to watch this dog shit for the rest of the year, I, I mean, think come that would on. be a score. How can you say <laughs> that? I don't know. I mean, they're bad. They're they're eleven games under. That, At some horrible. point, you are what your record is. Well, I, th- I think Nikki. I think maybe it was you shared like. I think he was on the White Sox game. It was like the teams with the weakest winning percentage opponents had the as weakest winning percentage against opponents the rest of the way. It's like four AL Central teams. Yeah, that's what which I just tells you the AL Central's <laughs> still got a lot of games against them so, left themselves. We have the easiest, so but bad. then the second easiest are the Royals. The third easiest are the Twins, and the fourth easy, easiest are the Guardians. Because we play all in our own division. Because we have, right? again, like, so, it's a balanced schedule now, which is why it's somewhat impressive, but it just tells you we still have a lot of games in division left. 
Astros were fed. So, so I am I am definitely scared of the the Guardians. They've been without Tristan McKenzie the entire year. He came back briefly and then went out with a shoulder injury. So he'll be back probably after the break. And that, Jose Ramirez had one of the slowest starts of his career. I mean, I drafted him third and, third overall in fantasy, and I had to trade him because he was so bad. So I think he is going to start getting a little bit hot to get even back to his career average numbers. Maybe he doesn't have a an up year, but he's going to get back to his average. He's been too good for too long, and I just think they're going to kind of run away with it. JT, the last I read on McKenzie is he may not be back till August, and he may be out for he, there's yeah. potential for him to be out for the year. Really bad news on McKenzie. It was a, well, he's on my fantasy team too. So well, I you better drop him. Well, that's how you start calling you, calling you Jay. He was, he was my 17th round keeper. He was like my ringer this year. Yeah, not good news on McKenzie. I think it was an elbow for this next injury. And they said shut down for six weeks, and second opinions are coming, and that's not a good sign when you hear. Oh yeah, opinion. potential TJ. Oh man. Well, that's I not- mean. That is brutal. Tough break for JT's fantasy teams. The reverse JT is TJ. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing mush mushed you, JT. (laughs) I gotta agree with all you guys. I'm still worried about Cleveland, even with McKenzie, with uh, with TJ on the horizon. I don't know. It's just the Guardians. I I thought that. I said it. How many times did I say it last year? You guys heard me. That lineup's so fraudulent, in my opinion. And they showed that the first half of this year. But now you, you got Josh getting hot. You got Jose getting hot, like you said, Jack. Now we got to deal with, with Josh's brother, Bo. We got two nailers we got to deal with. They're not what I like Dude, to see. I was at I was at that game where Naylor hit the game tying grand slam and then they won and then he hit the three run homer and yeah extras. we we don't talk about that, that was one that of might the have been the beginning of the end losses I've ever spots. witnessed that was yeah that that night will not be forgotten that was a, that that put us in a downward spiral that might have been the turning point for the White Sox the Josh is Naylor Luis game. is Luis Robert good again we're gonna get there Jack good segue. Good segue, because we're going to save that. Because I think Nick Sr. has something to say about the king later. But we're going to start this episode off. We're going to play the blame game. Let's play the blame game. I love you more. Let's play the blame game for sure. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around the horn. We're playing the blame game. We did this last year. It was too easy last year, so I'm going to make it a little harder. Rick Hans off limits, the low-hanging fruit. I know Schwab wouldn't have taken Rick, his best friend. Kenny Williams is off the hook. Nick Sr. Nick Sr. would have taken Kenny. Jerry Reinsdorf is off too. the hook. That's, that's who Schwab would have taken. JT, we're playing the blame game. Who you got for this start? 36 and 47, White Sox. Who's fault? I'm not gonna blame a person or a player. Oh boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the culture. Pedro came in this year and he said the culture was gonna change. I haven't seen much change. That's this, true. This has been a demoralizing team to watch. <laughs> I was telling Nikki 
I called him about 25 minutes before we, we started recording. I was like, hey, what am I going to have to know for, for tonight? Because I haven't watched the games in a week. I was sitting here working, and I didn't even put it on because I, every time I do, they just demoralize me. So I'm going to blame the culture. I think these guys, they don't want to win. If you compare this to the 2005 team, all those guys were grinders, just assholes on the field. Like, there was nothing that was going to stop them from winning a baseball game. And ironically, the, the slogan for that year was win or die trying, but those guys literally went on the field every night and tried to win or died trying. Yeah. every Everyone the, played like Gremillard. Everyone played like Jake Berger. You know, it didn't matter. Yeah. And you know what? I... Even if we're four and a half games back or three and a half games back at the deadline, I'd like to see some changes because this team is not going to win a World Series. They don't, they don't mesh. Sometimes it's, it's no one's fault. The, the team just doesn't mesh. I mean, we've seen a lot of great teams in the history of sports not win championships. I'm not saying this is a great team by any means. Let's not, let's not make that, like, keep that out of your heads, but... Sometimes it just doesn't work, and sometimes you got to shake things up. And I, even if we're in the race, I hope they do, and maybe move some bigger names than we think. So, do we have a bad culture? I agree, JT. Who do you blame for having a bad culture? Everybody. All right. It's on the players. It's on the coaches. It's on the front office. It's on the front office for not putting the right people there. It's on the coaches for not you know, being Ted Lasso, and it's on the players for not wanting to get to know each other. Fair enough. I, we should have them watch Ted Lasso, by the way. Maybe it'll yeah, motivate them a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, literally, when I was watching that show, <laughs> all I could think about was the White Sox. <laughs> like, bring that guy in there. Let, yeah, let yeah. Luis be Luis take, and just let him hit ten. bombs and wear a giant gold chain. Yeah. Let Eloy just trot around and smile. Let him be Manny Ramirez. I would literally I mean, take Ted Lasso over Pedro Grafal right now any of the week. Schwab, what do you got? Well, since I can't blame Jerry, the only <laughs> oh, logical the only logical Don't decision out here. is to blame Tony. <laughs> it all went wrong Sorry. with Tony. You want to talk about the culture said, being I broken? Said he was off the limits. culture was broke by Tony. Oh my god. We were over five hundred with him. Uh, but it was broke. Okay, Bob Nightingale. It was broke. <laughs> Tony broke everything. They have lost their mojo. You say the Naylor home run brought us down. Who was the manager when Naylor hit the home run? Yeah. Tony. Right. Who was asleep in the dugout when that happened? Tony. <laughs> when did the last? When did the Sox last play well? When Ricky was there. Ricky. When did they start playing shitty? When Tony was there. It's all Tony's fault. <laughs> Tony took us to the playoffs. Ricky's boys brought us the playoffs. Tony brought Ricky's us. Ricky's boys didn't quit. Remember when that was our motto? That was Ricky's a great boys. Motto. Great motto. That was hot. I never it? thought I would miss Ricky. Oh man, I know. It's kind of gotten to that point. And I was the day that I got the notification that Ricky was canned was it was a good day to be. Dude, a I'm pretty sure, like I spoke to you that day because we were lamenting about it during the playoffs when he did that. Awful, awful. <laughs> that that uh, was when he came to save the Dunning yeah. for a yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Again, I never thought I would say it, but like Ricky's bullpen blunders were 
a yeah. godsend in comparison to everybody else we've had. Yeah. Pedro I mean, saying, talk to Jerry if you don't like Pedro, go away. Pedro, that was you bad. Bo- you both, I'm done bad. with him. See, I like Pedro. I did oh. not like that. His answer's been bad. JT, come on, man. Pedro. Dude, this team is so bad. But Listen, Pedro is like the same thing I mean, every night. Oh, I, everyone's taking good at best. Pl- You're, Ozzie just called out Pedro. Who, Tim Ozzie Anderson. He'd be drunk if he was the manager. Tim I mean, Anderson's taking yeah, good at best. Anderson bats. doesn't want to be here, dude. Anderson saying, left mentally a year ago. can his ass. Well, then t- Pedro should he's bench pissed. his ass. He's, Anderson's pissed that he's playing on a $10.5 million deal, and he's was a, a, close to a batting champ two years in a row. And he he does not want to be here. He's pissed about ten and a half mil. The guy's worth negative five hundred. And he's gonna right make fourteen million next year. He should be paying us money to be tried out in the second spot in the lineup. Are you kidding me? You like Pedro? He's literally hit Tim in the top two in the lineup every game that he's played. Give me a break, Nick <laughs> Dude, Senior. I mean, the guy is the he's the best pure hitter on our team. Maybe two years ago. Maybe you 165 have, dude, games ago. Everyone has a down year once in a while. You can't just stop. He is the engine that makes this team go. We are not good. We are not going to win shit without Tim Anderson yeah. being good. Uh, we ain't winning shit with Tim Anderson being Look, Tim Anderson I'm, right now. I'm not a Tim. I don't think I'm a Tim Anderson fan. I just, I don't think he wants to be in Chicago. I really don't. And I don't think he feels that loyalty. I think he's sick of being here. I think he's sick of taking shit from the fans because the team has underperformed. And I think he wants to go to L.A. or to a, you know, bigger market. And I think he gets dealt to the Dodgers at the deadline. Like, I think that's done deal. JT. They're, and they're going to – the fortunate thing is they're going to buy low because he's played like shit this year because he's not focused. He doesn't care. Well, He doesn't have the chip on the shoulder that he has – he's had the last few years. You guys – I was going to wait till the end, but he's my blame game. <laughs> I He's – I got Tim circled. He's I, I I agree with what you're saying, Jack. He's the engine to the team. And he's been worth a negative, I think I checked negative one point two war. He's literally like the eighth worst player in major league baseball right now according to war and that's only because he probably missed like 30 games so if tim anderson if tim anderson has his all-star production this team's in first place if tim anderson has a replacement level production we're like two games out tim anderson there's been games where he literally i I could think of three off the top of my head one, he came in to pinch hit with the bases loaded with nobody out. He just had to knock in a run, and we would have won the game. We lost the game. And then there were two games that all he needed to do was field a ground ball and throw the guy out at home. Do you guys remember those? Yes. Soft ground balls. Those are three games off the top of my head. Just make a routine play. Hit a fly ball. Tim Anderson's... <laughs> do you guys know what Tim Anderson's ground ball rate is? A lot. All right, take a guess what Tim Anderson's ground ball rate is. Like ever, so take at bats this year. Dude, I mean, does it does it really matter? He's not seeing the ball. No, no, we, it we does matter. It, it matters completely bat. because that's why we stink. 
this cal- the number one position shortstop. It, so it, what's his ground ball ball rate? So no, pl- he's talking about hitting Nicky Senior. Well, he's still he's great too. He can't even field. He 50%. can't do. Ground is this See, that's what okay, Nick, Senior, Nick Senior has fifty percent. Is this on balls put in play? Well, not counting no, no, strikeouts? no. Total at bats, counting strikeouts, counting strikeouts. Fifty percent. Mm. That's that's the only reason I would say lower. Counting strikeouts. Forty-two. JT. Fifty-seven. Fifty-two percent. Jesus. Fifty-two percent of at bats, including including strikeouts. That's impressive. It's horrible. So I've got fan graphs up right now, and I've got war. Um, there are 42 pages if you have 30 people per page. Okay? Yep. The last page, page 42, has one name on it who has a zero war, so I'm not even sure why he's on there. You know what page Tim Anderson can be found on? Page 41. This does not include fielding. He is a negative .8 war. He is tied with uh, the ranks of... Negative .8. Where, where did Timmy go? I... He's... he's... Tied with guys like uh, Martin Maldonado, Jesse Winkler, Jose Yarina, Will Myers, Austin Barnes, Austin Nola. Uh, wow, I'm shocked. Nola. I'm sorry. Actually. He's actually Austin Nola is actually worse. That's so, the catcher. Nola. Yes. Yeah, that's not the pitcher. Will Myers, Jose Yarina, some Nate Eden guy I've never heard of, Jesse Winkler, and defensive first Martin Maldonado. Are all tied with right. negative point eight one. I, I want to hear. I want to hear Nikki Seniors who's to blame because I think I want to respond to you guys in our second half outlook. Okay. Because my question to you is: Yes, he's been the worst player in baseball, and that's not the Tim Anderson we know. We all, we all know that. I he's think not, for this me, this is not I, the Tim Anderson. You we know. guys I, I remember? Agree. I, I, for me, real quick, Schwab, and we're gonna. We'll maybe we'll get back to it in the second half predictions, but. If he was this bad, knowing how good he's been and how much he's contributed to the White Sox and our success, maybe I could give him a pass. But the attitude thing, for me, puts it over the top. Do you yeah, remember when Lucas Giolito was the worst pitcher in baseball? <laughs> oh, guaranteed rate reminded me plenty of times. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Nick Sr., who do you got? Who's the blame? I... I'm a de- developmental guy, so I'm going to blame Chris Getz. I think I could count on one hand our minor league regulars who are hitting over 300. I could count on one hand the number of starting pitchers in our minor leagues that are major league ready. In fact, I could count on no hand. Yeah, I was going to say. We I, have I nobody. Wish we could count on and, and I'm not saying it's totally Chris Getz's fault, but again, going back to JT... It is part of the culture, but it, it it's horrible. We don't develop anybody. We're sitting with yeah. the Schwab. He's a high school football coach. He knows the importance of developing players. The Sox have the worst developing system in all of baseball. And and I don't I mean it starts you could look down the list of players that we've drafted. I mean, we drafted Madrigal over Nico Horner. Yeah, I mean, that's a... It's a joke. We took Madrigal third. Horner was like 15th. I think he was even lower than... I think he was in the 20s. Maybe he was in the 20s. But that being said, we still don't develop anybody. Do we have a pitching coach in the minor leagues that could develop any? Do we have any hitting coaches in the minors that are developing guys? It's just... it's. And then I'm reading that they might get rid of Han and make Getz the general manager. (laughs) 
It'd, it'd be like the Alamo, for Christ's sake. I mean, <laughs> how much worse can we get? I mean, oh my God, that, that would that would be insane. That's insane, but that's that's where I'm at. I Not, mean, it's it's the Ryan, it's Jerry's incest. Yes, he, he's he's never going to go outside of the organization. It's a it's a miracle he did it with the Bulls. There's no way he does it with the White Sox. He didn't do it with the Bulls. Michael's running the Bulls, and that's when Michael went outside. Jerry was never going to do right, it. Fit. Uh, so, so he's exactly. Yeah. So no, we're I never going to get it. Uh, uh, guys, I love loyalty, and and I I do like Reinsdorf because he's loyal. He's loyal to people. But you know what? People say, well, you know, it doesn't cost you money. Why? Well, I, I have paid for some season tickets for the Sox. That's when you get pissed. JT, your dad pays for them also. I pay. I pay for them. Well, then. He, He's smarter than your dad's smarter than me then. Because <laughs> Junior's Suds he's not paying for anything. <laughs> why would I pay to get tortured? Yeah, That's exactly. what I got you for. And so do you know why we got him? I wanted to buy in. Me and my buddy wanted to buy in because we wanted first dibs on playoff tickets. <laughs> you got you're the sucker. Well and how great of a decision was that? I mean shit, my dad can't even give them away. Well, JT, I don't know if you like our seats, but uh, the guy that I share the tickets with, he'll be looking for somebody to buy some. So, <laughs> if you want to upgrade your seats a little, just give me, let me know. Speaking of those seats, Schwab and I were sitting there Friday night, and JT, I invited you. It's you were in Denver. Torture. It was. It, I mean, aside from us having a great time, it great was time. Me, me, Schwab, yeah. and Mush. That was like the. We got the pitch clock too. We we had what three hits? Maybe we lost two to one. Ah, uh, three to one. The game was over at like yeah, you would have been ecstatic, senior. The game was over at like I wouldn't have had to leave in the seventh inning. I could have yeah. stayed till the end though. <laughs> <laughs> there was that talk about no action. Tim actually hit one out of the infield though. He hit a sack. Yeah, ball. and he also dropped a pickoff throw. Yeah. But oh, let's not talk about that. I mean there there you go. That was a run. That was a run right there. Sure was. They gave up two unearned runs in that game. I love the Chris Getz blame game, by the way. Chris Getz, he's getting so much praise these last couple years. For what? What? what is, I, I'm very Project confused. Project Birmingham. Project Burning, Birmingham. The only thing that happened there was every single A and high A guy that came up. Did but didn't terrible. Project Birmingham burn down in the Civil War? We gotta get Getz out. What happens if Getz gets promoted to GM? Uh, could it get worse? I don't know. Maybe that's Chris Getz's strong suit. He knows major league talent. Minor league's not so much. <laughs> so I'm gonna pivot. Uh, two days ago, I was a hundred percent all. I was a hundred percent all in on. The socks have to be sellers. Now we're like four and a half back. I'm getting sucked in because I'm a degenerate. But being seller scares the hell out of me because it's going to be Han again. It's going to be Rick and Kenny. If you're, it's like, how can you give them another chance to just tear down the team? That's the biggest issue with the Sox is just like, I don't have, because their front office is such a mess, like I don't have faith in them not selling away someone who may be good. I don't have Faith in them buying someone who might be good. I don't have faith in them 
getting good value if they sell. I, I, I just have no faith in them being able to do anything at a uh, any level of success. I mean, now the great benefit is I don't think they, I don't think anyone in their minor leagues is going to be good if they stay in the Sox. So from that stretch, you know, we've already gone over how they can't develop. So maybe you sell them and. If he gets good, well, he wasn't gonna get good on the Sox anyway, so who cares? Um, but how about a close second to training staff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they suck. We can't keep anybody healthy. Uh, it just seems when Herm left, it just the wheels fell off, which I don't understand at all. No. I mean, what senior? How do you feel about Rick getting his second attempt at a rebuild? No way. I just don't. But that's going to happen. That's but that'll put happen. us back. That'll put us back another five years. I, I think that's what's happening, though. I mean, if you look at the core, who's the core? Luis, Cease, Luis, and Vaughn. Um, I mean, we're stuck Aloy, with Ben and Aloy. Aloy, but we're stuck Benny, with Ben and Tendi. Yeah, that's it. Well, Cole, I mean, Colpack. He's been horrible. He walks. He's walked twelve guys in his last twelve innings. He had we had eight or sixteen walk. walks in tw- the last twelve innings. So I was in such a bad state when Kopech was pitching two days ago. So Kopech had eight. That walk- was rough. He had eight. Uh, Kopech had seven walks. We ended up with eight walks when whoever came in to replace Kopech. That was through five innings. Eight walks that we gave out. I looked back at the time. When of that game, Sox had no walks, batting, and I look back I'm at shocked. The, I look back at the last six. It, it took me six games. It it took me six games to go back to get to eight walks. That's how bad it is. You want to talk about a problem? Let's talk about the walks. Schwab, you got the list up for Fangraphs. Give me the leader for the White Sox and walks, and tell me what his rank is in the MLB. And I'll asking, tell you what the problem is with this team. You're asking a lot of a lot of questions out of me here, guys. All you need to do is pull up pull up league leaders and walks and then just search for Chicago White Sox and see where our top guy is listed. Schwabby metrics. Schwab I'm taking I'm, over the Schwabby I'm metrics. A, I'm the fly. I mean this is All right, Nikki, what's your over under? My over under? I, I would say ninety fourth. I'm going to say that our leader in walks on the team, the White Sox, which is, who do you guys even think is the leader on the Vaughn, team? Vaughn, maybe. Ben Attendee. Vaughn or Ben Attendee? Certainly not Robert. I mean, who else? Sheets doesn't play enough. Sheets actually walks more than anyone, I'm pretty sure. I'll tell you right now. So, Andrew I, Vaughn with 28. Okay, so where is Vaughn ranked? I'm going to say he's 94th. What do you think, JT? I'll tell you. Hold on. In the league? No, I want you guys. Yeah, in the what do you both sides? No, in at, at total MLB, where is Andrew Vaughn ranked in walks? I got it. He's got to Wait, be. wait, wait. Before Schwab tells us, I want Nick Senior to guess. He has got 28 walks. That's our team leader in walks. I'd say he's got to be a There's got to be 100 players with more walks than him. What he's like below 175. Schwab, he is tied for 83rd. 83rd. Oh, I was way off. That's uh, think about that. our uh, our best player at taking a base on balls is 83rd in the league. That means 
you have 30 teams a league. You're going through two guy, two full guys for each team, and then another two thirds before you get to our guy. Who's a league leader okay. in walks? Schwab. This is a, this is a perfect segue to a point that I wanted to be made. I wanted to make sure got made on this podcast, and I was going to end the last segment with it. But I want to make sure we know who's not to blame, and that is Andrew Vaughn. I'm just gonna give you a little to go along with the the theme of Schwabi metrics. I'm gonna give you a little he stat fall right here. We're gonna go the first half of Paul Knurko's age 25 season. We're gonna go the first half of Andrew Vaughn's age 25 season. Paul Knurko, 17 home runs, 47 RBIs, 280 batting average. Andrew Vaughn, 12 home runs, 49 RBIs, 248 batting average. OBP and slugging for Canerco, 352 and 505 for an 857 OPS. And Andrew Vaughn, 329 and 448 for a 777. So he's been slightly worse than Canerco with a 112 OPS plus versus a 123 OPS plus. But I'm sticking with my guns that Andrew Vaughn is Paul Canerco. And Trout robbed him of a homer today. He did. That was a great catch by Trout. That was Schwab. What do you think? You Schwab. Andy's your guy. Yeah, no, he's too easy guy now. I've, I've, uh, you've moved I've on. put him up for adoption. <laughs> Jack was nice enough to take him in uh, and give him a loving home. Um, and I appreciate Jack for that. But he's, he's now Jack's issue. Do we have any analytics other than maybe Vaughn, Robert, and Eloy? Nobody should be swinging it. Till they get a strike. <laughs> I, I, you're I mean, on fire tonight. Don't we, don't we analyze these pitchers on the other teams? They're throwing sliders out of the strike zone, and we swing it three in a row. You must read Nick, my text messages that I sent. Nikki Senior, I, I saw an article on Apple News the other day that goes, Shohei Otani makes batter look foolish. foolish. So I opened the article. Guess who the batter is? Luis. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, you think this is Shohei making him look foolish? You should watch every White Sox game. You get at least one of these a night. Imagine if Luis actually laid off a slider. How good the guy would be. The guy's unbelievable. Let's he, not. He would be Mike Trout. If he could lay off he a slider, is, he'd be he Mike Trout. ridiculous this year. <laughs> okay, we got to move on. We got to move on to the next segment. Wait, wait. We were in the middle of something, Schwab. What did you have? The, yeah, you wanted. Uh, I wanted the, the leader, leader in walks. walks is Juan Soto with seventy five. Seventy five. How many players on the White Sox does it take to add up to seventy five? A lot. Probably the whole team. Uh, now, granted, Juan Soto is a aberration. He is nineteen. Here we up go. I got it. Second up. place. It's second place is Juan and Benatendi is fifty four. Plus Sheets is 73. So it takes three. three our plus. top three plus Andres. I mean, give me. How can you watch this team? That's. You know why we won today? You brought it up earlier, senior. We scored six runs in that third inning, all on singles. But you know, was, go round going. you know, it was sprinkled in those seven singles. Some walks, I would guess. A walk and a hit by pitch. Right. Because you need to take the free base. You need to take the free base. Because it's too hard to have consecutive hits in a row. And we make everything way too hard, and we make everything way too easy for the other team. 
I mean, we only have one guy above one war. Luis, the king. Yeah, at 3.8. And then Ben Attendee's next at 0.9. And Robert's Vaughn behind him at 0.7. Robert's a monster. Vaughn and Berger at 0.7. Those right. are our four top guys, and then we don't have anyone else below above point zero five or zero point five. All right, we're we're going next segment. Nick Senior, we're gonna go around the horn. Biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. Two players, one of each. Let's My go. My biggest surprise, not to be Captain Obvious, is Robert. And the only reason I'm saying that is because he's been healthy. Yeah, and and Hell you yeah. know I'm not surprised by the performance he's put on. I'm just surprised that. What's he not played? Only five. He's missed only five games. I, I think like two games. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. So I mean, from that standpoint, he's been fantastic. I mean, the guy is just a Gold Glove fielder. You know, his his power is matched only by probably five guys in the league, and uh, and he has elite speed. You know, I think if uh, he starts stealing bases like he did today, he stole two bases, and it turned into. A, turned into a run the so, winning run I, the winning i run. just wish he ran out of the box can you stop looking at your hit for one goddamn at bat right run out of the run out of the box so i that's my surprise player even though it's not a surprise but his health is a surprise and i think my most disappointing is Kopech. and and the reason i'm saying that is because he has potential uh to be dylan cease but he just can't throw strikes and you know what just as uh, Sudsy says, you have to walk in order to win and score. You you can't give up walks if you're going to win. And uh, he's just been a terrible disappointment. Yeah, I, I I think those are two great choices. Um, so Robert, I think he looked elite today. When he stole second and third, that was the guy that was projected on us. That was the guy that the five tools that he was coming up. Nick Senior, you said that his speed's a weapon. I, I want to, I'm going to do another uh, quiz here. Can I just quiz. give Ed one other guy a disappointment? Because yeah. I was thinking of the guys playing Mankata. Yeah, I mean. Absolutely. I mean, I, he was supposed to be a 30-30 guy when he came up. And this is, hopefully Robert will be a 30-30 guy. And, and Mankata, he'll be lucky to be a 15-5 guy. Do you remember when Mankata Played his first game, the excitement. Yeah. If Mankata's a 10 10 guy, I would be thrilled. <laughs> For 24 million next year. Uh, ten, 10 and 10. I would be. Nick's, another Rick Han wonderful contract. <laughs> Nick Senior, where do you think? Um, so, sprint speed, which takes like the average, I, I think it takes like your top like 10 sprints or whatever it is, and then it'll calculate it. And I get a ranking here. What do you think Luis Robert is sprint speed-wise? It Percentile. So give me a percentile. It's got to be MLB. in the top 5%, I would say. I, I actually need to check how this is calculated because <laughs> this is just unbelievable what I'm about to say. He is in the 34th percentile. That's pathetic. Yeah, is he... Because he doesn't run out of the box. <laughs> because he's hitting so I'm many bombs. You. He's trotting all the time. Dude, I cannot, like, every oh time God. I see a highlight of him hitting a bomb, I almost get mad because he just stands there and watch it, watches it, and then it barely goes over the fence. I'm like, you could have been on third if that goes off the top of the wall. 
34th percentile. That's why he's in the 33rd percentile. For Luis Grabber, that's like criminal. Someone needs to be locked Shouldn't up. Shouldn't that be on That's on, yeah, Pedro, your guy, Jack. The culture. No, that's, to Nikki Sr.'s point, that's him staying healthy. It's on Tony. <laughs> you have a button, You got a button you press? Yeah, Schwab. Schwab. Who do you got? <laughs> it's it's uh it's ridiculously hard to find a surprise uh, positively. So I've got to unfortunately second uh, Mr. Legs here, and it's Luis. He's second on the second in the team on games played. Played 80 games. Uh, he is the highest war on the team by far on Fangrass, which does not take into play, which does not take into account for fielding or base running war. He is seventh in baseball with 3.3 war, and he is the fifth ranked hitter. I mean, he is, uh, he's been ridiculous this year. He had a great series against the Angels. You know, he almost went. Homer for Homer with Shohei. Shohei. Uh, that guy. I mean, he's just... He's the only guy... He's going to be the the their all-star representative, and it's not even remotely close on who else on the team could go to the all-star game. Um, I, I don't... I don't really think there's... There's one guy in this team that if you ask me who's an untouchable, it's Luis. He's the only guy in this team that... I want to, that I have any interest that if they traded him, I'd actually be angry. Anybody else in this team can go. Uh, Luis is the one guy you actually have the ability to build around because he is that special. As far as disappointment goes, um, I'm going to go the same route as Mr. Legs and go with a pitcher. I will go, though, with Dylan Cease. Schwab! 100%. I cross mine out. That was mine. Yeah. Oh, that was yours, too? I mean, man, maybe yeah, it was I mean, more dude, obvious a joke. than I thought. Has Dylan been good of late? Yes. Did Dylan start the year good? Yes. But take away the first three starts, take away the last three starts, he has not been what you expect. Like he What's a, the problem, Schwabi? Why, why has he been a disappointment? Oh, I know my answer. I'll let you guys answer that one. But it's just one of those where, like, when you finish, when you finish second in Cy Young last year? Yes. Second in Cy Young voting last year. For him to come out and pitch to a 4.04 ERA, it's just not it, – it It can't be who you are if you're the best guy. His control, I think – his pitch count has gone back up. And this is something, you know, Nikki, we and I, you and I have talked about this constantly. When he started getting good last year and he started to pitch deeper into games, it was a huge development for Cease. So that's his biggest issue. And I feel like he's regressed in that where he's not pitching as deep into games anymore. You can't be the guy who's supposed to be the ace and pitch more like he's been pitching. It's just, he's not the ace of the team this year. He's not. You hit it right on the head. Yep. Don't even have to say anything. You got to get deeper into games if you're going to be an elite pitcher. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. Well said, Schwabi. JT, who do you got? All right, so biggest surprise this year. I'm I'm shocked no one's taking it, but... I think it's pretty pretty obvious, it, and it's Jake Berger. I mean, Mankata comes out of the world, the WBC, out of his mind hot, starts off the season hot, immediately gets hurt. Jake Berger 
doesn't make the team out of spring training when he should have. Which was a mistake. Gets brought up and goes scorched earth. And yes, he's cooled down as of late. But he is number four on the White Sox in war. In about 20 less games than everyone else has played. Who's third, Tui? Andrew Vaughn. And he's right where I thought he would be. He's He was never going to be a ma- difference maker. Andrew Vaughn was never going to be a difference maker. Stay on burgers. Stay on top. He was going to be steady production. Vaughn, not a difference maker for the fourth pick overall in the draft? Is that what he was? He's he's steady. He's steady, Freddie. He's he's gonna hit you twenty five bombs. He's gonna drive in ninety to one hundred runs, and he's gonna score eighty five. He's gonna put that up year in year out. Negative Warren Fielding. Yeah, you guys. Okay, so did Paul Canerco every year of his career. You're a huge Paul Canerco fan. Uh, Paulie was much better than Andrew. Let's not detract from. Let's not detract from what Jake Berger has done this year. He's won us so many games. It seemed for times that. He was the only one on this off in this lineup that could hit, and like, if not for Jake Berger, this team would be dead, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean Jake Jake's in a huge slump right now, but he's been a monster. We got to give credit where credit is due. You you knew he was gonna go through a slump. We need him to get it back because we need that power bad. Because I think. If Yo ever comes back after the break, I think Berger slides into DH. The one thing we haven't talked about tonight, and I hate that I'm saying this right now, but I think Aloy has to play right field. We have no choice. He he only he actually only hits when he plays right field. As soon as they put him out there, he started hitting. Did you guys notice that? I know it sucks, but But he's Aloy. I get scared when he runs. What what are you gonna do? It's either he's like an average hitter as Trade a DH. Him. Trade him while he's healthy. Nobody get wants him. You can. Get what? a get a get a bag of balls or a <laughs> Snickers bar for the he's dugout. He's a liability. He's actually of, not been terrible out of the, in the field. Get him out of the dugout. He can't. He's miserable when he doesn't play the field and he can't hit. He gets hurt when he does play the field and then sits on the bench for the next month. Get him out of there. Did Go you, send him send him to whoever will take him for I, some high upside prospect. I guess Epstein knew what he was doing. <laughs> Theo. Uh, I don't know if Gene Quintana knew what he was doing, but All right, so but to segue, he is my biggest disappointment. Who do you got, Suds? All right, here's who I got. My biggest surprise, I'm going to take two guys, so I'm going to break the rules a little bit even though I made them. Makes his own rules and breaks them. <laughs> Quite, quite the, uh, quite the thing going on there, Nick. Gregory Santos. That's my, good. My number one. The guy has been unbelievable. That was. Let's give Rick some credit. Minimal credit, for that was a waiver claim, from the Giants, and the guy's been a stud. His, his stuff's unbelievable. He's been lights out, and then my other biggest surprise is Keenan Middleton. Both of those guys. Have been awesome. Hey, that's a great that's a great surprise hey, because hey, other than Burger, yeah, Nikki, just out of curiosity, how much money do you think we're paying Gregory Santos and Kenyon Middleton? Kenyon Middleton, million and a half combined. Maybe you read my mind, Schwabby. It's amazing what happens when you, it's amazing you're able to find these high quality relievers for cheap. Crazy. I, I I don't know what that means. Just 
This is an observation I was gonna make. So you wouldn't extend them like you you he did uh, Aaron Bummer. There's he, a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I would say he's a disappointment, but I think we all knew he's stunk coming in this year. Dude, Bummer. I can go off of Bummer way too long, so I'm just gonna let you let you let you let you cook here a little bit. <laughs> so. Biggest surprise. I mean, that I think the injuries we had crochet and with Liam, that that was probably the, I don't want to say blessing this guy's bad, bad phrase, but I mean the fact that Santos and Middleton got the opportunity, right? That was huge for those guys, and they've taken advantage. My biggest disappointment, uh, Schwab, you took mine. I debated going Lance. I think Lance could be up there for sure. Although I think um he battled today. I thought we were toast early and he gave us six innings, which was huge because we got a bullpen day tomorrow. So and he had the I don't know, he his maybe he needs an opener. I made I made the joke to my buddy that Lance uh Lance really is cooking once he has eighty pitches and from eighty to hundred and ten Lance's money. Just gotta find a way to give him to eighty. Um, because he he just has those bad innings early, and they're like horrific. Sandoval was like that today. He yeah, looked, he looked he, fantastic he, the last couple innings he pitched against us. So I, I was debating Lance, but ultimately I think it falls on Pedro. I oh, have to God. I have to do Pedro. Oh, Tui, Tui, are you kidding me? Tui, the guy is he's like, soft as puppy shit. Thank you. Yeah, he's just. As he calls him out every They call game. him Charmin. <laughs> I can't He's dealing with an impossible situation. He came into the worst culture in Major League. He doesn't want to hurt Maybe TA's feelings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's so scared to hurt somebody's feelings. And do I, you, I'm done do with it. Think that, why do you think that's the case? I don't care why. I, I don't care. D- Pedro came in this year. He could throw everything that happened behind then last year, five years ago, it doesn't matter. This is his clubhouse. Why does he have to walk on eggshells? That's that is just exhibit A of why he's a bad manager. Do you think because any of the fans man who signs his paychecks? Jack, do you think any fans would be upset if he kicked TA's ass? I don't think so. I he needs to bet. What did you say, senior? What did you say before this about Ozzy and Carl Everett? Our, he, he put Carl Everett seventh, and Carl Everett went up to him and said, why am I bad in seventh? And as he said, if you start hitting the ball, I'll put you back down to third. It's, T.A. should be bad in eighth or ninth. And when he starts hitting, put him back to second. Exactly. Why is he batting second? Roberts has how many home runs, Schwabby? I think he's got... Luis has... 25? 27, 28? 23. 23. And how many RBIs? 45. And why is that? Because no one's ever on base. Thank you. I rest my case. <laughs> That's how you know he's a lawyer. <laughs> no, okay. it's because Robert can't hit in the clutch. Well, Do, well no, no one's base, on so base. No one's on base. Half of it, over over half of his home runs are solo shots. Because Tim Anderson has batted one or two. Pedro's big move was moving Tim from one to two. So when he hits a ground ball and <laughs> Benny's on first point. base, it's a Double play. Right. What game are you I, I watching? I don't disagree that Pedro is a problem, but he's not the problem. I mean, come on. Dude. This team has so many more 
Just call someone out. That's all I want. Just can you call one person out? One person. How hard is that? He's too scared. Here's here's the thing, right? He came in and what did he say in his opening press conference? He was talking about when he's with the Royals, you look at the White Sox and you could you could see what kind of mood they were in that day. He saw that there was an issue with Tony. At that point in time, as far as I'm concerned, you have to go out there and make a statement. And your statement is pulling Timmy, ban Timmy 9, doing something like that. You need to make a big move to shock the system, try to get a reset, and go from there. It's It hasn't happened. I, I haven't seen, like, one big shakeup out of Pedro. The one thing he did was bench Luis. And that game. worked. Yeah, he benched him earlier. That worked. That was I, Philly mentioned that last week or two weeks ago. Why do, I, only... We need to see more of that. Right? Okay, that's, Why? Been, that's been the as, only... As we dumb. saw in Ted Lasso, it's not all about sh- like making guys accountable. Sometimes it's believing in them. Look, this so, core so is Pedro here whether the... we like it or not. This core is here whether we like it or not. And Pedro, I'm sure, is talking to him in the dugout or talking to him in the clubhouse. But these are the guys that are going out and doing it. And if they don't want to listen to Pedro, they're not going to listen to Pedro. And at some point, you got to kind of accept that, wait till you get another crew in, and just ride with the guys you have and show that you have the trust so that they'll go out and actually show up every day. Jack, you said the culture is bad. Rafal was brought in as a manager to change the culture. He has not done it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's the one Play- job. Players change the culture. Ah, that's questionable. Very questionable. All right, you need both. You need both. It's got to happen on both ends. Come, I mean, come on. You need a you need a change in players change the culture to change the culture. When that doesn't yeah. happen, the manager has to do something to try to, to try to change it. Because right now he's sitting there and he's going down with the ship. He's doing the same thing that Tony did. Well, he's not asleep in a dugout, so let's not say the same as Tony. <laughs> His lineups are better. I mean, than Tony. Yeah, at least yeah. we're not well, talking yeah, about the lineups on this podcast. Honorary mention for biggest disappointment, Ethan Katz. I'm going to give you guys a stat. I'm going to leave leave you guys with this. You're Jake always De- leaving us with stuff. It's not fair. Jake Diekman left the White Sox. This was a, uh, Uncle Frank Lags, my uncle special, texted us this. Jake Diekman last month. You guys won't even believe this. This is, like, actually unbelievable. 11 innings, 17 Ks. Five holds, zero earned runs for Jake Diekman. Is that a misprint? The guy couldn't get anybody stop, out. Stop, 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 stop. Who is Jake Diekman pitching for? <laughs> the Rays. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. I Like, again, you can't... Development, development, development. for the best organization in baseball, I... Anyone who goes to the Rays, they're going to be better because the Rays actually know what they're doing. It's that simple. That's in other words, you second what Sudsy said about his disappointment in cats. No, I think it's I because I think it goes deeper than just cats. It goes into how they're goes into how they're calling games. It goes into how they're positioning fielders. It goes into how they're developing fielders. It goes into what they're telling pitchers to throw. I, I think it's deeper than just Ethan. Um, it's one of those where if you're on the Rays. You're automatically a half a war better 
than you are on just about any team in baseball. Uh, it's uh, I can't argue with you. Right. I, I don't. It, Isaac Isak Paredes is like right. the second I mean, coming right. of Alex Rodriguez. And he this was year. nothing on the Tigers. It's just one of those where pitching coach wise, hitting coach wise, manager, general manager, player development, training staff, the whole nine yards. It's so much better. And it's it's better one through nine. So and a shoestring budget, no less. It's it's if I'm Jerry, I find a random dude in the Rays organization. I say congratulations. Thank you. You're the new man. You're the new general manager. Uh, let's go win some baseball. Why not just hire the? But how does that for work for million? Kansas City this year? Didn't they bring their bench coaches, their manager? No, I don't want Tampa. I, I need a general man. The no, general yeah. manager has got to be. Why why not offer the GM? Of the raise ten million a year because right. I can offer the scouting director uh, a million a year, and they're all insanely intelligent. And Jared uh, yeah. doesn't okay. like spending. Fair money. enough. But you could literally—I—I I, I don't know. Great point, Schwab. Yeah. I mean, Andrew I, Friedman left for the Dodgers. But, is he from Tampa? Yeah. Yes. Friedman was the was the guy the in Tampa. He was the architect. And then the, I mean, he only left for the Dodgers. Because what do the Dodgers offer him? I'm sure it's a lot of money. Yeah, but why not do that? It's Think about the investment you're making. If you're Jerry Reinsdorf, he's a smart investor, obviously, right? You invest in that guy, and then you don't have to have a $180 million payroll. In fact, you could have a $120 million payroll. If you brought in the Rays GM and gave him $120 mil, it'd be like winning the lottery. The guy's... Payroll right now is like sixty million. Jesus, I don't know why you don't do that. So Andrew Friedman's current contract, uh, they signed with the Dodgers a couple years ago. Um, oh, I guess it was a long time ago. He left the Dodgers or left for the Dodgers it was thirty five for five. So, so seven, seven million. Seven mil, you give a guy five mil, probably in good shape. All right. So we're talking about money. How are you feeling if you're a Mets fan right now? <laughs> terrible so but let, let's let's talk about this because our beef on jerry a lot of the times it's not been lately because he's put up the money but we all talk about how how the money on machado and harper was going to be spent it was going to be spent no matter what we thought that meant on a superstar what he actually meant was on a variety of bullpen guys but <laughs> <laughs> how do we feel that our owner spent nothing. The owner Jerry hates the most in baseball spent a ton of money, and we're in like the exact same spot. Uh, well, I hate because it. Um, Jerry's gonna think he's right because of it, right. you know, and it's just gonna give more. It empowers Jerry to, to think yeah. that he's making intelligent decisions, which he hasn't done in a long time. Which is like, I, I mean, Jerry, the the spending money thing, I. I He's actually like we're like top. I think we're like top ten maybe in payroll. Top twelve, I, I think. My my thing is allocate. My things were Rick more than Jerry. So, I, I'm. I mean, Jerry's obviously. He'd be number one to go, but more so, Rick has enough money to be able to win a championship at the end of the day. So here, here's my thing with the with the way Sox contracts go, because they are a cheaper organization won't pay out big money to any individual player rick is in a position where 
he has to try to sign guys early, right? I think he was generally applauded for his early contracts, getting Luis under contract, getting Eloy, getting Yoan, getting all those guys under contract, right? Buying out Arbiers, trying to get him on good deals. Problem is, if any of those guys scuffle, because you're paying them for seven, eight years in advance, essentially, any of those guys scuffle, you're in trouble. And that's where you need to be able to um, help that core you're signing by bringing in extremely talented free agents. Not spending big on any individual free agent, you're trying to supplement around the edges with solid guys, when in reality you need a couple top-end guys to push this thing over the top. But you have to live in that world of signing guys early yep. because you're not going... If Yohan, if Yohan bets 280 with 25 bombs for the first five years of his career, he's going to free agency and you're not re-signing him. Yep. So you're forced to make those moves. Now, again, this sounds like I'm defending Rick, but this is just of kind of reality... This is a reality of the situation, right? Yeah. You have to try to make these aggressive moves early to get these guys under contract for an extended period of time, buying out their arbiters, giving them a little more to front. So it's one of those where like you have to take those risks, otherwise you're ending in five years. Yeah. But that's where the money was spent. In, instead of instead of saying I can't afford to extend any of these guys, so I'm not gonna sign a big free agent like how good would have would Bryce Harper have looked in right field? Bryce Harper was the right about now. was was the most obvious free agent signing um, for the Sox in this. Yeah, and so decade. instead of spending that money on one guy, they spread it around Eloy, Robert, Mankata. I I, I and, would actually, and that's where the money, and then the bullpen. Yeah, I would say that's the bullpen. where the money was spent instead of spending it on those guys and then going out. And supplementing. No, but but Nicky Jr. hit hit the point, or or maybe no, Zach did. Schwabby, the relievers, you don't have to give Kelly ten million. Yeah. You don't have to give Graveman ten million. You could give Santos and Middleton seven fifty, and they're doing a better job. And then you know what we paid Leary? Guess what? I just I oh, just God. found the money Holy for stuff. Bryce Harper last year. Yeah, I remember we did this. It's just it, again, it's misallocation of resources. So can I can I give you? We've talked about this. I don't think, but I don't think we've talked about it as a whole. The worst, in my opinion, second worst. Lurie's the worst contract Rick gave. The worst, arguably the worst move Rick Hahn ever made. Mancada. Bummer. Yeah, bummer. You bought out Arbiers for a reliever who is not a closer. Yeah. See what is what? But good point. He's been good buying point, out Arbiers. And then he doesn't even get them for a couple of years on the like back end. He's uh, just he like literally just paying them more. No, he gets like he he you, you get like two he gets years. Like a actually. year maybe. But that but that's that's industry standard. I mean that's not no one's get you can shake your head all you want. No one's getting seven additional years, five additional years. You're getting one to two on a best case scenario three. Rare error is three. Typically you're getting two. All right, guys, we got to move on. We, we real quick because we're we're way over time, so we're gonna go around the horn. Second half predictions: what our record will be. We have seventy nine games left. Seventy nine 
I want a record out of each of you and where we're, we're fin- where we finish in the division. 36 and 47 right now. JT, I'm starting with you. Um <laughs> 79 games left. I'm going to say 55 and 55. What are you drinking? Jesus. That would leave us 55 and 24. 55 and 24. <laughs> All right, let's make that 50 and 29. 50 oh and 29. God. 50 and 29. You're right. You didn't watch last week White Sox baseball. <laughs> Wait, so that would put us at what? We're 11 games under. If we're 50 and 29, we're going to end up five game. We're going to end up. So that would, could, that would put us at 86. We're going to, I want, I was trying to do the math and I couldn't do it. We're, I'm, that would put us at 86 and 76. Man, that actually, that's scary that we got to do that to win 86 games. Yeah, see, what was <laughs> it? It can happen. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Nick Sr. 43 and 36, second place. Oh, Jack, where, where do we finish in the division? Did you say it? We're going to win it. I've been optimistic all year. We're going to win this division. You're drinking a Kool-Aid, my friend. I'm not okay. I'm not backing down now. I've been saying it since day one. I've, I said it at day 30 when we were 10 and 29 or whatever it was. We're going to win this division. I say 43 and 36 whether we sell or buy at the deadline. All right. So that puts us at... Would you say 43 and 36? 36. That puts us at 79 wins. 79 and 83 in second place. Who wins the division? Cleveland? Cleveland. Okay. Schwab? 37 and 42. I shouldn't laugh. Which, which, sadly enough, gets you second in the AL Central. (laughs) 37 and 42. So that gives us... God, my it's too many rum and cokes. My math is tough here. So, how many games above five hundred is the winner of the AL Central? Wait, so that's, that's, that's what we should be answering. Yeah. So, will you finish? What do we finish, Schwab? Seventy-three and something. So seventy-three and eighty-nine. <laughs> Shit. What place, Schwab? That's, not, that's impossible. If we right, only third. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I I say we go forty and thirty nine. Finish seventy six and eighty six. Third place in the central. See, you guys all said I was crazy. I'm the only one that thinks we can win to the division. As I said, you're crazy. <laughs> Precisely. Thank you for proving the point. I, I don't know, guys. GLC. Your question was how many games? How many games over five hundred is the AL Central winner? That was your question, Tui. Yeah, what, I think what four games under question? is the winner, huh? One game. You under. think four games under? One, one game under. But Jack, it's the same old story. The last two games in Anaheim sucked us back in. I know. It's I, <laughs> well, that's what happens with us. I have right we're, now. I have a hundred dollar bet on them to win the World Series to win twenty k. I mean, I talk I about have, getting sucked back in. Four different hundred dollar bets on them to win the division. Oh my! God. I think I think eighty and eighty two wins the division. We're all idiots because we have five guys in the lineup, and that doesn't count Mankata because he's hurt, that are bottom 10% in walk-to-strikeout ratio. 
as hitters. You guys know who those are? Robert. Robert's one. I mean, that was low-hanging fruit. Vaughn. No, no, Vaughn, Vaughn is not one. T.A. T.A. is two. Not Burger. counting Yo. Burger. Burger is three. Not counting Yo. Eloy. Andrus. Eloy. Not Andrus. Not Elvis. Is it Gavin? No, Gavin's decent, actually. Is it Gavin? He's, a, he's not a regular. He's Yaz like a split. Grandal? Right. No, not Yaz. Yaz isn't great, though. It's yeah. Those who's my three there? Dude. Yaz is back. Or out. Grandal, Grandal, Benatendi. I'm counting Sebi because Sebi's in seventy five percent. Dude, okay. So real. Quick. That's five five guys real, though. Real, Think about real, that. Schwab. Real real quick. Why is Sebi Zavala playing? Because he hit two bombs yesterday. Yeah, the sorcerer. You stop. Sorcery. I knew there was something dubious going on here. And there is zero reason for Yasmani to ever be. Amen. Thank you, Schwabi. I agree, one hundred percent. Did you did you all see that play from Gavin the other day when he was playing first base and that was horrible? He doesn't the know stretch. how to use his feet. Oh my god, it was painful development. Well, I thought we. Thereof. I thought You're we stressed fundamentals. Not gonna succeed. Listen, I totally get that. However, that guy was a first baseman his whole life. I don't care if you played right field the last three years. You've grown up playing first base the vast majority of your life. Know how to have your feet set. That shit, like, when I have an eighth grade so baseball bad. team and I play a kid at first base for the first time, he does that shit, you should not do that in the major leagues regardless of how often you've played first base in the last three years. All right, Schwab. Let's look at the outlook. So let's get a little PMA. We, we haven't been doing PMA segments. Nick Sr. is the king PMA. of PMA. Positive mental attitude, JT. He instilled that. I'm the one who honestly. just said we can win the division. <laughs> I mean, you got a there's a fine line between PMA and insanity. <laughs> All right, Schwab. What All we, right. So we got two California dreaming. We win the last two in Anaheim. What do we got on the tab? All right, so tomorrow we have the wonderful undecided, my therapist from the White Sox. First, the famous Luis Medina of the Oakland Athletics. What do we got with Medina? Luis Medina is 1-7 on the year with a 6.84 ERA, 45Ks, and a 1.62 ERA. That is over 48 and two-thirds of an inning, 26 walks. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like a guy we should beat. He will throw seven innings of one in run of one run ball tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect time to bring back Oscar. For those of you playing daily right fantasy, please right take Same. Luis Medina. Is he a right hander? Yes, Mr. Medina is a right hander. Okay, so we have Taylor and Jesse against Medina. What do we got Saturday? On Saturday, the White Sox will have Dylan Cease on the mound against James. Keprelin, I don't know how to say that last name. James, James is a solid, was a solid pitcher. Yeah. Two and six with a 6.34 ERA. Jeez, the 57 Ks <laughs> oh my God. Uh, over a whopping 61 innings. He has a 1.59 ERA. Has issued 30. Wait, not ERA. No, no, I'm whip, sorry, whip. whip, whip. whip. 1.59 whip, 6.34 ERA. Who's pitching for us? Dylan. Dylan. Oh, I mean, okay. And then Sunday? Sunday, 
the socks will trot out. Oh, that's not right. Sunday. Well, I think it's supposed to be Kopech, but I heard they might skip him. After his last few hours. But I don't know who would pitch. That's the problem. Well, second bullpen game in three days. Schultons. No, Schultons has to pitch Friday. Didn't he just pitch three innings yesterday? How do we not have, like, at least two guys? That can yeah. We have nobody. So Sunday, Sunday, we are also listed as undecided against Paul Blackburn. Um, Blackburn's so their best pitcher. Three. In three of her three games, two of our stars are undecided. Um, yeah, I, I, you might see Schultons in one and Tanner in the other and, and pray for rain. Um Blackburn's have pitched 31 innings this year. It's 35Ks, a 1.39 ERA. Or, I'm sorry, a 1.39 whip, a 3.77 ERA, and is 1-0. What do you think? He's not stretched out, though. Predictions. We Senior. went two out of three. Two out of three? Blackburn's gone five and a third, five, five and two-thirds in his last three starts. Okay, that's good. I mean, um, So he's giving you five. Um, Schwab. If they don't go two and th- if they don't go at least two and three, you may want to cancel the post game show and and trade everybody. JT, I think they got to go three and zero under your. <laughs> you took the words. They're right gonna get fifty five wins. Three and zero. We're uh, finally. Do we? When's our last sweep? Do we have a sweep? Yeah, we week? swept the Tigers and the Royals. Okay. Why do you think right, we so suck this year? We barely. We're gonna get our Central. third sweep of the year. I'm with you. I think we sweep. And I haven't said that yet. We have two undecided pitchers. You're you're feeling real confident. Dude, the, the A's, A's are bad. so bad. They we are. might as well call up the Knights. And we started to hit the, the bats are the hot. The yeah. weather is hot. Bats are hot. We're we're ready. And then we got three at home against Toronto, but we're we at home. Three. Yeah, we could I think this is it. This is the stretch. So we're, we're going to find if, out a if lot. If you don't win three and out, if you don't sweep the A's, I mean. Yeah, forget about it. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Well, gents, thanks for uh, getting together tonight. It was a blast. Nick Sr., you were on fire. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it, as always. You're crushing it. Big weekend. We got to get the sweep. Otherwise, like you said, Schwab. Cancel the post game show. Pack it we, in. We gotta do an we gotta do an episode live from the back room at Tefano's. <laughs> JT was at Tefano's for dinner. Cash only. Tefano's. Yeah, cash only. Did you get a little lemon chicken? I think I'm going to Agostino's this weekend too. Oh, I just had the super de pesh there. <laughs> Three oh. meals. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, thanks again. Thanks, Sotsie. We'll catch you next week. See ya.